This is nice. <laughs> this is my first time ever speaking to an SM7. Ooh, <laughs> fancy. Yeah, I know, right? I had to bring mine from home so yeah. we'd have two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, there's only one SM7 in the studio? There is, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like the dedicated hi-hat mic. That's okay. what we use it on oh, okay, all the cool. time. <laughs> Guys, for the first time, I'm not engineering the session. What? I got an, a professional professional audio engineer engineering this session <laughs> well we'll see because uh for everybody listening this is the first the maiden voyage of this recording rig that i ha i'm setting up for um, my student engineers who record concerts so it i mean if you're hearing this it went well if you're not hearing this then it went horribly wrong and then we'll have to do it again <laughs> hopefully you'll be hearing this yeah um <clears throat> yeah it's um for yeah so since uh, most people who I podcast are not engineers, audio engineers. I would always bring my stuff so in this bag that weighs about 30 pounds now. <laughs> and it would, um, it would, I'm, I'm happy this happened because for one, I get to use an SM7, <laughs> but also, so, I mean, like there's a part of me that's like disappointed because I walked all the way over here with my bag, but this is cool. <laughs> Sorry, we should have. We should, probably should have talked about that before. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, like, it, there was. I mean, we are in the Hart School recording studio. True. So there should have been a part of me that like expected I might not use my gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do have an abundance of gear surrounding. Well, not surrounding us right now in the live room, but in the next room over, there's quite a bit of stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> And uh, oh, by the way, I don't know if you if you are one to keep up with things like this, but you still don't have a wiki page. I don't. No. No. Yeah, I don't. You still I don't. Haven't, haven't kept up with it. <laughs> <laughs> How does one get a wiki page? Well, someone. <laughs> first of all, you have to reach like some sort of um, modicum of success or <laughs> yeah. notoriety, right? <laughs> and then have someone else start the wiki page for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because autobiographical editing is not per is frowned upon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for obvious reasons. My name yeah. is Kobe Nelson and I slayed three dragons. <laughs> I mean that's the truth though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so how you been? Pretty good. How have you been? Uh been been real busy. Um It's good. Yeah, so like this is the busiest summer I've kind of ever had. Um, I just got just I started an internship um, at this arts organization, and uh, and podcasting people like now, and also like busking. I, I just I just started busking, and it's gone. It's gone. Nice. I'm trucking. <laughs> That's awesome. Now we can get some tape for you if that mic is sagging too much. This mic stand is it. Are you, is this, how old is this mic stand? It's not too old. That's one of our newer ones. <laughs> yeah. If you crank it down, it should. Okay. I think, I think we're good guys. <laughs> See, it doesn't matter if you're in a studio because stuff still sags and <laughs> yeah. mic stand, mics drop and cables don't work and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you just, it just means you have the money to get more things. <laughs> well, in theory. <laughs> 
That's how it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> Studios are just made of money. Right, exactly. <laughs> Open up, knock down the walls, you just find money. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why I'm in the audio business. For the money, for sure. <laughs> for the money you use to buy more audio equipment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle of like a splurge of getting stuff. Like like I, I think I told you before, I was, like I'm basically trying to build my home studio. Yeah. And... Right now it's um uh you know it's like my I got my PC um plus my main interface which is a Zoom UAC8 nice. an eight channel interface and um I mean that's as as far as the recording gear goes that's about it but I guess most of my money has been spent on the on like rec- mobile recording gear mm. for like videography or podcasting but I've been like getting more stuff like uh instruments cool. like i finally got my like chef's kiss perfect acoustic <laughs> guitar nice what'd you get it's a martin uh dc x2e nice because i uh not that long ago i got a martin triple o um x1ae and because I, I always thought like yeah martin guitar yeah and like i don't th- i mean maybe not a dreadnought maybe it's too big so like i'll get a triple o and then, you know, it felt fine, but there was some there was something about it that left something to be desired. Hmm. And then I um, tried out a Martin. Uh, uh, after I tried out the Triple O, I was like, "Yeah, this is good, but maybe the mo- like the perfect thing is like a Dreadnought because I think it fits my frame better and has has to have a cutaway." Right. Yeah. So I can so I can shred on acoustic yeah. guitar. Um, Essential. So, yeah. So then I got uh, a Martin Dreadnought cutaway. I'm like, this is awesome. And I realized, oh, it's because they have diff- they have different neck shapes. So the triple O mm-hmm. had was called modified low oval. Hmm. And this Martin Dreadnought cutaway has the performing artist neck shape. Ah. And it feels <laughs> it feels perfect. Is it just is it thinner? Um, I'm not, I haven't actually like compared them side to side, but I can tell like there, they are different shapes and like, um, on a triple O it's kind of thicker in the middle. And so I'm, I like, <clears throat> I really, I'm a real like th- thumb over, get the bass note kind of player. Mm-hmm. So when I'm doing stuff like playing a bar chord, but you leave the top two strings open, I end up muting the high E string. But also, like, it feels that particular neck on a triple O makes it feel weird when I'm playing just open chords. Mm-hmm. Because there's something about, like, how where where the neck meets the nut, that shape on that on a triple O, that it, it just it feels weird. And then when I tried this uh, dreadnought, it felt completely natural. Hmm. Nice. I mean, that's something, like, I'm a, I think we talked about this last time on the last episode. Like, I'm a... I'm very much a fake guitarist, so yeah. I probably wouldn't be able to feel the difference anyways. I remember... So you only play carbon fiber guitars? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember I had... A, I was doing a project here way back uh, when I was a student, and um, the the band that I was recording, they only had one guitar, and the headstock was broken on it. It had been, like, repaired, so it, like, didn't right. stay in tune. <clears throat> so I brought... I had a couple guitars. I brought them in, and they, like... They were like complaining about them the whole time, saying that they were like <laughs> unplayable, that it 
they they ended up calling my uh, Les Paul the Louisville Slugger just because like, <laughs> said it felt like a baseball bat. So I have apparently I have no taste in playability as far as guitars go. <laughs> or you never get them set up. Or... They, they I set them up and everything. I know how to do that. Okay, but like the actual neck is just okay. Apparently, a, a I, rem- thick. <laughs> I remember my very first acoustic guitar was some like I just there was a record store in my town which is not actually a record store is literally just a it's the equivalent of a dude selling records out of his basement <laughs> that's what it looks like and he also happened to like have a couple of guitars hanging on a wall via like shoestring and i just i remember i just i i've been wanting to visit the quote unquote record store um for a long time and the first time i walked in there i saw the guitar i'm like nice <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm getting, <laughs> and it was like a squire or something or other, and it was it was a dreadnought, and all pretty much all laminate, and yeah. also and and it, the neck was what we would call a baseball bat, <laughs> like it was absolutely just bulbous, and I mean, there's a, it's like, I guess it was a good thing to learn to play on, but also it was supremely uncomfortable, yeah, <laughs> so. I mean, I've I've since moved on, as as we all know. I've since graduated. Yep. <laughs> to other guitars, and I think in in celebration of moving on to other guitars, I smashed that one. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I I sold my very first guitar, which I am a little bit sad about. It was a Squire. It was like a I got it for like ninety nine bucks, and it came with like a I don't know <laughs> two watt little practice amp thing yeah. or something like that, and. Um, yeah, got a lot of use out of that, but then I sold it. <clears throat> you see, mine was so shitty that like even any, like the neck was actually coming apart and there was like, um, any money you spend to like set it up or fix it would have been more than what it was worth. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, ah, oh, don't smash it. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely, I had uh, a band in high school where we, we definitely smashed <laughs> multiple guitars. <laughs> None of mine, though. Yeah. I never smashed any of my guitars, but my, my buddy Nick was a fan of smashing the, <laughs> the cheap guitar. <laughs> I've always thought about, like, what if I were to, like, use them for bits, like, um, like try to play a gig, but bring, like, a shitty guitar. And it's like, because it's so shitty, I'm, like, try- I'm fighting it, trying to play. And then I end up, like, smash, like, the bit would be, like, I'm acting like I'm so frustrated, I end up smashing it and leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what was he trying to play? So, was it a Who song? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You should do that. <laughs> uh, but, um, oh, so um, I'm, so I currently have two Martin guitars, those the Triple O and the Dreadnought, and I'm hoping to sell the Triple O at some point. And then um, I'm, I got, I just got um, a banjo and a mandolin. Nice. And also... Um, an acoustic electric ukulele, tenor ukulele with a cutaway, so I can shr- so I can shred yeah, while playing shred ukulele. ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, <clears throat> so I think I'm almost done. <laughs> I'm, 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 I mean, who are you kidding? You're never the, you're the, never done. <laughs> the, ima- the, uh, the number of guitars you need is however you many pl- have plus one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I bear like I just touched my strat for the first time in like months the other day, but even I get that like I feel like 
I'll see a nice guitar. I'll be like, oh, I really yeah. need that. <laughs> well, I mean, I've heard like I'm not exactly a collector, I guess, but um, I'm I'm not a collector in the sense like when people collect other things, it's like wherever you see one, you get it. Mm-hmm. I'm more just trying to round out a guitar signal. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you gotta have yeah. all the flavors. Yeah, because like you know, I got my telly, which I just put noise- noiseless pickups in. Nice. So I've got the solid body single coil covered. And then I have my Epiphone Dot, which is the semi-hollow humbucker thing. Mm-hmm. Then my main acoustic guitar, which is the going to be the Dreadnought now. Um, I have a classical guitar. Then banjo, mandolin. Then ukulele. And also an electric bass guitar, right? Yeah. And now uh, the only other thing I'm looking for now is like um, a travel guitar. Like one of them collapsible ones. Oh, yeah. And you throw an overhead. Yep. So that's the next. That's the next, and hopefully last thing I get. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you say that now. <laughs> yeah. <do you? laughs> oh, I mean, like in terms of, uh, I guess, string instruments, but like, cause I need, I, guys, I need, I need a drum set. Oh man, yeah. I need a drum set too. I need, know where need, to put a drum set. Need, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which is why I'm going to compromise and like get a cajon. Mm. Yeah. Nice. So you're writing music and stuff now too. Um, sort of. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And, um, I mean, a lot of my time is actually spent, like, arranging because um, I'm, la- I'm I'm probably too lazy to actually write things. But, like, one of the things um, I like doing, I think is, like, the coolest thing ever, is arranging music for solo guitar. So I'm, that's a, a lot of my time is spent doing that. Cool. Nice. Like, um... I think a couple of years ago, I had a couple of classes with um, Chris Ladd, the uh, head of guitar here. Love Chris Ladd. Yeah. Hi, Chris, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> Which I have to have, I, I, I was trying to get him on right around when the pandemic hit. Yeah. I need to, I need to talk to him. Uh, but we, so the way Chris and I met was I was taking basic guitar two. which um, it was just like to fill out the minor, get some credits to fill out my minor. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm not like a beginner. And also, the cap was at one, so <laughs> okay. so I was that one. <laughs> and so when we met for basic guitar too, we treated it like an independent study. Like what ex- he's asking me, like what exactly do you want to like explore? Hmm. And I said arranging stuff for solo guitar. And so the big thing we worked on was um, my own arrangement of my, while my guitar gently weeps. Which it sounds sick, guys. You gotta check it out <laughs> once I record it. Um, <laughs> Which now you can because yeah. you have all the. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, well, first of all, I need to get better at performing it, but I can I can write and re- and arrange shit for days, guys. But I suck at playing. <laughs> uh, but like it, and now like I'm. But also we we also worked on like some Christmas carols and stuff, which because like I I love you know Christmas carols and also arranging them, and now I'm trying to get into more. Um, transcribing songs and then arranging them so that's that's what i've been doing cool that's awesome mostly Beatles songs yeah the essentials yes like you know my name look up the number <laughs> <laughs> only a few people would get that um it's the b-side to let it be uh which <laughs> i actually did know that <laughs> <laughs> it's the one i think it is that the only joke song they ever did I'm sure it's not the only. Well, one. I mean, like, I guess, would you call Wild Honey Pie a joke song? Uh, I don't know. 
there i don't know i mean it's the only one that's like the wiki page says genre novelty but mm. <laughs> <laughs> i mean like knows all i mean i suppose it w- <laughs> um is i am the walrus a truck song <laughs> that's what yeah that's what i mean like there are there are many songs i feel like that kind of ride that line a little bit well, i mean there's a submarine i mean i mean that's more of like a children's song right right but that's where it's like yeah joke I, or yeah i don't know joke or <laughs> not sure if joke or <laughs> someone put up the fry meme this, well, i mean this is on audio only podcast but right whatever. yeah uh, <laughs> i'll put it in the Just show picture <laughs> put a link to the me i'll make a meme of that like not sure if joke or and then uh, link it into the show notes <laughs> anyway so um i'm Oh, so I like instruments, and I have a thing on my wall that I drilled into the wall so I can hang up my stuff. But I'm pretty sure seven is like the max you can put put up there without it getting crowded. Mm. And if you count all the things, bass, two electrics, um, acoustic, classical, banjo, mandolin, that's seven right there. Yeah. Which means I need another place to put my ukulele. <laughs> so I decided to put a wall hanger up on the door of my wardrobe, which, mm. of course, it's only half an inch thick, so I'm not going to drill into it. So I ended up using a couple of command strips, just because, like, a uke doesn't weigh that much. Yeah, that's, even this, all of them, that's Even if it's a uh, tenor ukulele with electronics on it, right? <laughs> it doesn't weigh that much. Put it up there, it's working great. Nice. <laughs> You're going to go home today. I'm not going to say that, because it'll jinx it. You'll go home today, and it'll be, it'll the command strips will have fallen off. No, guys, <laughs> I made sure to to, to stick them on there real good and and it's been a couple of weeks now it's it's going good nice <laughs> yeah and um like i still have my amps like the fender rumble 40 for my for my bass which i have it has an xlr out and so of course i got a cable and like i plug it into the back of the amp and i run it along like the wall and behind my keyboard to to get into my interface mm-hmm. so that it's always patched in yeah yeah and then Sitting on top of my Rumble 40 is my my Blues Junior, my trusty Blues Junior. Nice. Because I don't have any more floor space, so I decided to stack them. Yeah. That's the best way to handle amps. Yeah. Wall, you gotta just, now you got to make the wall of amps. You've got the wall yeah. of stringed instruments. No, no, no. No, no I'm more, <laughs> I don't think, well, I say, I say this now, but I don't think I'm the kind of person to get more than one or two amps. Mm. So, because uh, I'm not that obsessive about tone. But also, I just don't have the room. <laughs> yeah. See, that's where we differ. I could have, like, a couple flavors of guitar and a room full of amps. Yeah. And that's what would make me the most happy. <laughs> I'm not, like, a tone person. I don't know. I just like amps. <laughs> there's Like, I've built multiple amps. I just like... I just love amps. Yeah. I, I can't even explain why that is. I just like them. <laughs> is it... Like, how many amps do you have now? I, I don't have... Any. Any amps that I didn't build at this point. I've sold, okay. I sold everything that I had ever had just because, like, I was in an apartment, didn't have space, can't crank a 100-watt, like, Marshall amp yeah. in your apartment. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm looking for a house right now, so yeah. maybe if I get a house, that'll that'll be yeah. a thing. Or, again, but. Like, my Blues Junior is only 15 watts, and I, I – it's – that thing gets loud as fuck. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I'll, I'll – um, I'll be controlling the master volume, and li- I'll literally be trying to write it onto, like, two, 
which if you go a little bit under two, it doesn't sound anything at all. Hmm. So like, and then like, I'm just trying to get it just, just right over the hump to get to two so that there is something because that's loud enough for my room. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I had, uh, I don't think I had anything under 30 watts at any point. Except for my like little practice amp that I was talking about right. before, and that was like <laughs> <laughs> tiny, but yeah. yeah, everything's been like thirty and up, and man, you can barely, especially yeah, especially in an apartment, like you just can't you can't turn them on. No, <clears throat> which makes me think about like I once saw a video of a guy test like um, um, analyzing this um, f- uh, Gibson Skylark, mm. which is like a five watt kind of thing, yeah. but like. It, it's got the if you if you like set the settings right it's got great full tone but it's not like deafeningly loud yeah I, that's like uh gabe gabe herman here um who's professor in the the mpt department he at least for a while was all about like low watt amps because you can really crank them and like get yeah. some really cool sounds out of them so I don't know. Maybe that's something I'll look into because, like I said, I love amps. So, <laughs> or you can like build a little like ISO booth for yeah. for whatever your high watt amp high wattage amp is. Yeah. So that because you know if you if you do it right, it will cut down on the volume significantly, but you'll still like have that amp sound. Right? right. Yeah. I even that though. Like I've I've worked with like ISO cabinets for recording before. Like the low frequency stuff, it just comes through. So you you don't get like the <laughs> crazy crazy like gritty loud like make your ears bleed stuff but if you were in an apartment like below or something like that you'd still hear like whoa 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 like you'd hear well, yeah. all of that stuff. i mean once if you go if you get low enough in frequency it just becomes vibrations right yeah it just and you're just through I mean, the floor through even if it's like isolated over the mountain <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um i think yeah i well i mean i think i'm i think i'm good with my blues junior right now but maybe in the future I might swap it out for um, maybe like a Fender Twin because there's I, a loud amp. <laughs> yeah, um, because I'm thinking I'm I just ordered um, this um, Line Six uh, Multi Effects Digital Effects Processor, mm-hmm. uh, and so I'm thinking, well, but is the Blues Junior a good pedal platform? Because I don't know if it is. I don't know. That's I'm I'm weird when it comes to that stuff too. I never really got into pedals. Okay, <laughs> so I don't I I don't even know. I've never really yeah. experimented with anything. This is okay. I okay. So this is me, quote unquote, trying to be practical, right? Because I, I was thinking like I have to get into pedals soon, soon. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but like they're expensive. I need to like if I get a, enough of them, I need to build a pedal board, and. But I'm already I'm, – I'm such like a – I live so digitally. I'm like, wait a minute. What if I, I – I just get like – this. so the one I order is like uh, – is the Line 6 Pod Go wireless, right? Mm-hmm. Which it's only, it only costs like $500, $600, which is a, like not that much more than like a high – one high-end pedal, right? So I'm like, yeah, I'll just get that. Yeah. So now I can do anything. Right. I mean, any, uh, quote unquote, anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for the real weird stuff. I mean, if I guess if you put enough thing, if you chain things in the right order, it can get weird, right? Yeah, probably. Again, I, that's something I've never, 
I've never really experimented with like actual pedals. Um, when I used to work at House Loud in New Jersey, um, one of the engineers who was there when I first started was like really into pedals. Okay. And he would like build his own in the little shop they had in the back. And wow. I would like experiment with him in like back there and just kind of like, I don't know, he would take like well-known circuits or just like stuff that had already like was out there on the internet. And we would just like pull stuff out and try things like in a breadboard and stuff like that. Okay. And try and get some weird stuff. But that's like the extent of my knowledge when it comes to any pedal stuff. Okay. <laughs> Cause like the, the extent of my knowledge is a, is like knowing what kind of pedals there are. And I guess at, at the very least knowing how to chain them together. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I've never even really touched a pedal before, except for when I once tried to get a JHS color box V2 from someone off reverb. And when it came in, it like straight up didn't work. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to like, like, I know it runs on nine volt. The first generation ran on 18 volt, but I know this is the V2. This runs on nine volt. And so I'm trying to like plug it in. It's like I'm pressing the foot switch. The light's coming on. I'm like trying to connect it. It has XLR ins ins and outs. I'm like trying to connect it to like an interface to see what's going on. And like nothing. Hmm. All I'm getting is the signal. The only signal I'm getting is the like initial spike when I'm plugging it in. That's it. Huh. And then then of course I returned it because like fuck you, whoever that was. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I've never. So technically speaking, I haven't used the pedal. I've never used the pedal. Mm. I've may have I've touched one, but it was defective. So I've never used the pedal before. <laughs> the only pedal I ever owned was back in my high school band days, uh, the Boss Metal Zone. It's oh yeah, <laughs> Metal Zone. It's what? actually honestly, I mean, it sounds awful, <laughs> but it like is a half decent distortion pedal. Okay, because <laughs> <laughs> I um, I think um. I, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. If I were to build an actual pedal board, like, is there is there one brand I would be loyal to, or something like that? Like, or like, what kind of? Like, I don't. I don't really understand what, like, why or what makes one pedal better than the other if they're doing the same thing. It's just. It's like. I mean, it's like guitars. It's just flavors of stuff. And I mean, there are so many boutique pedal brands out there now. Like, yeah. just people. Even even like doing just small tweaks on circuits or like there are whole <clears throat> pedal brands that are like based around just changing out like components, like changing out clipping diodes in like a fuzz pedal or something for like a different type of <clears throat> fuzz. So it's, yeah. I don't know, people geek out about all that, that stuff. It's, that's part of the reason I have never really like gotten really into it yeah. just because like it's overwhelming to start. <laughs> yeah, I mean like I suppose, I mean the word like – Getting guitars is already overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> or like looking to get guitars. And now I'm um which is why I I like took I took all the work out of the equation by just getting this line six pod go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just have to learn how to use it, I guess. Yep. That's I just need to like I that's always been what I've needed to do. Just choose one thing to geek out on at a time. Because <clears throat> yep. There's only <laughs> only yeah. so much I can keep track yeah. of stuff is changing I mean, so much. <laughs> yeah, I think um uh I guess technically speaking, I'm geeking out on a lot of things, but like it all falls under the umbrella of building this studio. Yeah. But um 
I think um like I I had the idea, the thought of putting together my own like rack of of stuff that would go into like say a rack on casters so that sure I can keep it at home, but like also I guess bring it somewhere if I if I need it, need it. Yeah. Quote unquote need it, guys. <laughs> Every time some in this in this industry, whenever anyone says "need," it's always in air quotes, right? Yes, because <laughs> um, I was thinking like, I think I know what I'm doing now. So eventually, I need to put together my own rack, right? So uh, I was thinking like, um, get like a 16 unit rack, which I'm not going to use all 16, right? That's but like, but more, <laughs> but more just so that like there's room at the bottom to like put other. Like yeah. cables or whatever, so I was thinking like power can like I I planned this out, but it's not going to come true and for for a long time. <laughs> so it, this is like me building my computer. I spent like a year figuring it out before I actually built it. So it's going to be like power conditioner, um, probably like a Furman eight outlet kind of thing, and then I guess an interface, and then another interface that could connect to that by like. ADAT or optical out Mm -hmm. and then like all the pre's so like a a tube compressor and then a mic preamp and then so I don't know if you're familiar with these things like the company ART art yeah Yeah. I was thinking of getting um the MPA2 mic preamp Mm -hmm. and also the equivalent of that but just tube compressor yeah i don't know the the model number of that but yeah. i know what you're talking about yeah. and then i think uh the warm audio there the 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 version of this preamp that's the two of them stacked together which is the wa 78 qr or whatever the hell it is okay nice yeah i I, I was trying to build a. I think maybe even the last time that we talked on the podcast, I was trying to build a mobile rig. I don't even remember exactly the timeline of that, but I don't know. That's I'm always going through those evolutions of things. I do exactly what you do too, yeah. where like I <laughs> visualize the whole rack and like the layout and what's yeah. going to go in what order. I've, lately, I've been doing that with a like a hybrid mix setup. Like I, I want to have like a hybrid mix studio. Um, with some outboard gear for like processing stuff in the mix phase, but not like a full console or anything like that. Just like key pieces. I mean, I don't mix that way now. And like, I don't need any of that stuff, but it's like fun to lay all that stuff out and like, and now I'm like, just build it in your mind. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, so at, at my internship, I've I've basically become their like sound engineer slash digital media producer. Nice. Cause like I set up a podcast for them, a podcast studio. But also, um, there there's a space near the studio I set up that they're eventually going to turn into like a performance platform. So I'm thinking, since I'm so close to it, this could also be the control room, right? Mm. And I just got to go ahead to like put together lists of equipment, like real budgets for 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 stuff. And they told me like go nuts. Like <laughs> that's I, that's the keywords you want to hear. <laughs> Go nuts. Like, at, at first, it was just like build, like making a list of equipment. So far, all the the only stuff in the studio that's not mine is the furniture. 
<laughs> so eventually, like, if this takes off, they want to, like, invest in their own equipment, right? Yeah. So I and I was trying to, like, make it cheap-ish for them. But then they're like, go nuts. I'm like, nice. Cool. <laughs> Only get SM7s and all the things. And so, and then, um, yeah, I got the go-ahead for, like, build, building a budget for the performance space. I'm like, okay, that's going to be its own separate, like, set of equipment. Like, I'm thinking a rack, a, an entire rack dedicated to that. I'm like, and then I thought to myself, like, but this is just, like, an arts organization that will sometimes have stuff. Right. Happening. So I'm thinking like, well, what's the, so it's going to be live performances and they might not even want to record them. Hmm. But I was thinking like, I don't know, maybe a Zoom live track L8 or something like that, which you you can put SD cards to record if you want to. But in the end, it is like a live, mic, live mixing board kind of thing. Hmm. So... I don't know. I, I'm trying to rack my brain to think of like what's what's good for it and what I what I should get because at first at the very the very first moment I thought about it I was thinking like my like the the plan I had for my own rack like mm. interface lots of pre's I'm like but it's gonna be a live kind of thing so like maybe it should be a live mi- like a mixing board and now I'm thinking well then if the mixing boards have like compressors and stuff on them that means you don't really need the pre's right. Well, you would still need a pre up front, at least. I mean, it would if it had a mic input, it would have I mean, a like, um, pre in it anyways. Because uh, the, like, what I'm thinking about getting is the, like, these, like, the Zoom live track series, which are, like, they have their own, they have their own preamps mm-hmm. and, like, uh, single knob compressors. So I'm like, that pretty much covers it. Yeah. Th- doesn't that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you wouldn't need more than that i mean i think there's something especially for like a live setting too there's something to be said for simplicity and as few (laughs) things in the chain as possible so like the 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 console snake yeah right right (laughs) that's i mean that's the best way to do it because i mean having done a lot of like live recording and stuff like that there have been many occasions where i'm glad i wasn't doing live sound and like (laughs) when things go wrong and you have to find like fixes for them on the fly, like that nobody else can hear that, like in the house. (laughs) (laughs) I, I live sound terrifies me. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy it to me. It's purely stressful. And I think that's just like, yeah, I don't know in the studio. There's always that like feeling that you can do it again. And, yeah. like, the type of recording that I do. And that, like, you're tucked away and you're not, you know, right. you're, you're working on it. You're free to screw up, like, yeah. as a performer. And that, in a way, I mean, obviously you don't want to screw up as an engineer either yeah. and, like, ruin a good take. But, like, that you almost have that, like, freedom to screw up yeah. there, too. There's no such where, thing like, as punching in during a live performance. No, yeah. And and people get really upset when stuff goes wrong, like, yeah. in in live sound. I mean... I don't know. That that has always like terrified me. <laughs> I, I'm thinking of getting into working on live sound um, because, um, like, I tried. I've been trying. I've been trying to get like a gig in a recording studio near me, and I haven't gotten one. So uh, probably because, well, maybe I should just uh, try to write them again because they never responded. But if um, so if there's not really 
um, a place that it doesn't look like I can get into a studio anytime soon because maybe they just like don't need any help at the moment. There's always live. I mean, in the past year, right. Uh, right. there wasn't any like live gigs. Yeah, going, be careful but, with that always word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, now that things are opening up again, you know. There's going to be demand for right. people to work in live sound, right? And maybe even more so now because everybody's like so like just pumped that yeah. things can happen. Yeah, <laughs> now we're going to try to make up for the last year of missed performances. Yeah. <laughs> and like so I'm thinking of like trying to get into working with live sound but also maybe like change up the plan for my rig so that like there's um, there is like a live mixing console on it. Yeah. Do you like – but then, like, does that change how – does that make all the pre's and the interfaces I want on it, like, not matter? Or mm. couldn't it be, like, a hybrid kind of rack? Um, yeah, I mean, you could you could use all the outboard pre's and then, like, have it just go line into the console and mix that way. Again, that's more steps in the chain yeah. for live sound. That's potential or for – Or, like, split up the rack into, like, there's this one part where it's literally just a live mixing console. And then the rest of it is, like, the record – the studio recording part of the rack. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You could definitely configure it that way. Yeah. It's, then it's just how much space you have, how much you want to spend, all that. Oh, all yeah. the fun stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then it's like, I suppose that will be a few years down the line. And then, like, I have to think about getting a computer to set on the rack to, to run the things. Yeah. Which... <laughs> I mean, at the very least, I'm not a Mac user, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> Sorry to Mac users. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird time to be a Mac user. Now, last time, that's what we were, we were talking about, computer stuff last time, and I was thinking about building a PC, so yeah. sorry to disappoint everybody out there. I didn't end up building a PC yet. Yet. <laughs> Instead, you got a Mac Mini. I did. I got a, an Intel Mac Mini to hold me over for the time being, which honestly has been great for what I use it for. I don't I don't need an insane amount of power, um, and I'm just mixing in my home studio. I'm not recording. I mean, it's been way more stable than what I had in there before, so... Wait, what'd you have in there before? Uh, a MacBook Pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's it's been... It's been Perfect for what I needed at Wait, the time, so, and it was cheap. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the mini, so it's cheaper. Yeah. Which, um, if we call the Mac Pro a trash can, yeah, or the cheese grater, yeah. What do we call the Mac Mini? The Nugget. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> the Mac Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> It didn't hit me what I just said yeah. until after I said it. I'm going to start calling it that. My the, Mac Nugget. <laughs> the Apple Mac Nugget. Spot on. It comes with sauce. <laughs> Mac Nugget TM. You heard it here first, guys. Yep. <laughs> Oh, someone needs to like animate this. Yeah, uh, I'll and whoever. I mean, this won't come out for a while, but whoever's listening to this, if you're an animator, please animate this. Please animate this part <laughs> of the podcast, Mac Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> that this this doing the podcast might have this whole thing. 
for doing the podcast, however long I've been doing it, might have been worth it for this. Mac Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Uh, so does that mean you're – how far along do you think you'll – you're how far away do you think you are from building your own PC now? I don't know. That changes weekly, I think. <laughs> it's 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 another one of those things where it's like a, there's only so much like when I geek out on something. We talked about this last time. Like I go like full in on things yeah. and obsess and it's like I just have to pick and choose what I'm obsessing about. Yeah. <laughs> and I was obsessing about, about building a PC for quite a long time, especially during like COVID and I don't know, like just sitting in my studio space, looking at my setup and just being like, I need to do something really cool. (laughs) And just like thinking about it. Not so much you need to do something. You just need to do something really cool. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Like I, I, that's, I definitely, that's, I have to control that myself because otherwise I go, I go nuts. So like I have the holdover computer now. So I'm kind of just like, you're fine seeing, for now. Yeah, I'm seeing what happens. Yeah, well, um, I've been I've been on and off like putting together that list of parts for you. The tube screamer. Yeah, we've decided it's going to be called the tube screamer. <laughs> <laughs> I think like we were talking about it, and then you were like something something. Like, I was asking you about your budget or something. Yeah, you're like something something. I don't know. Just like to build. I I have a like a 2k ish budget to build just a screaming machine yeah and like, we'll call it the, <laughs> the tube, tube screamer. screamer i don't know if that beats out the mac nugget though <laughs> <laughs> now we have to rethink this whole thing and then we'll, we'll smash them together it'll be like <laughs> the tube nugget mac screamer <laughs> yeah but like so would you say your budget is still like around a 2k mark yeah when, right. when that time comes. Okay, cool. Because I've got a list of parts that, I mean, maybe by the time you do decide to do it, there'll be newer parts. But, like, I think I've got a solid um, hypothetical build for you. Nice. That is going to be great. <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> and then we can, um, I don't know. Uh, I could, I suppose I could, like, guide you through the building of it. Right. Yeah, I, I was reading a lot about it, and uh, I don't know. I feel I felt a lot more comfortable with the idea of like at, at first. I just like I don't know. I didn't really know how like what I, mean, I knew what was in a computer, but like yeah. how it goes together, like how things interact with one another, and I feel like I have a better handle on that now, guys. <laughs> which <I've>, is good. <laughs> I built I've built two and a half computers. <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> I would say I built a half. <laughs> I think I know what I'm doing, guys. Um, but uh, yeah, because uh, I mean, like, once you actually get down and dirty into building it, it turns out it's not that hard. Yeah. Especially since literally all you need is like a Phillips head screwdriver. Right. And, and so, like, I built, I mostly built a computer, um, I don't know, back in like 2016 or maybe even a little earlier than that, um, that my. I guess you could call him my boss, the engineer at House Aloud that I, where I was working. Like he yeah. gave me an old, like parts from an older computer that they were kind of like retiring out <clears> of the <throat> studio. And then it was, so I like upgraded okay. that computer All right. uh, and used it for like a whole two months before, and before I ha- started having problems with it. Oh, and okay. I, it now 
lives in my basement. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, he, was, he was doing a very nice thing for me by like, try, helping me try to get into it. And I, I didn't use it for very long. But <laughs> I mean, it is weird because in order to practice building computers, you need to like get parts. Right. Which are not inexpensive. Right. Even, even for like the cheaper kind of lower end stuff just to get so you can practice snapping things together it's not it is not inexpensive and it's not the kind of thing that you want to like buy something and then find out that you bought the wrong thing yeah (laughs) because there's definitely potential for that i know right guys (laughs) people who have listened to kobe's first episode will will know oh Um, yeah (laughs) but but or or you can like go on to steam and play pc building simulator (laughs) 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 but even then that's still not like quite the real thing yeah so like actually having physical parts in your hand and like trying to put it together seeing how um trying to work with the variables in terms of like this graphics card happens to be this long and it's not going to fit in this case or whatever (laughs) yeah it's um yeah um like the guys all the things we're into like building computers recording it requires equipment and it's it is stupid expensive yep stupid fun too though like yeah i don't know it's but but it's also not that expensive like that's what in like a school setting here at heart and stuff like that like i try and get that into the minds of like the like students especially in like our program and stuff like that because like everybody i I know when i was a student like that's what i like dreamed about all the time was all this like crazy expensive gear and like i wanted to work in like a super like built out studio or like have a super built out studio myself. And then the more that I like actually worked in audio, like professionally, the more I realized that that was all dumb. Like (laughs) honestly, like the at house allowed, like I've I've brought up house allowed multiple times, like at that studio, the microphone collection was not like fancy. It was not an expensive microphone collection yeah by normal studio standards where you can go somewhere like where they have like a dozen u87s yeah and like yeah like we didn't have a single u87 <laughs> we have more u87s here at heart than we did at that studio it was it was all like i don't know it wasn't like budget budget stuff but it was like mid-tier stuff and they i mean they made huge records in that studio yeah it's crazy yeah i think um yeah like at, at the moment i've um I've only ever gotten cheapish mics so far because, like, in my podcasting setup, I just have a couple of 58s. Mm-hmm. And even now that I'm, like, trying to um, <clears throat> outfit my videography uh, setup, which is it's also coincidentally also in my po- – it, <laughs> it cross-pollinates. It overlaps with yeah. my podcast setup. <laughs> So, like, I've got, like, a shotgun mic that was only, like, a couple hundred dollars from Audio-Technica, and it's, like, fine, right? And, like, um, I got a couple of pencil condensers from SE Electronics, and they're SE7s, which only cost a couple hundred dollars, as opposed to, say, their higher-end mics, like the SE8, which is, like, 500 per pair or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it's all... It's all relative. I remember the, actually the first thing, the first thing that I ever recorded, like as an engineer, like credited engineer in a studio, I recorded on a hundred dollar interface. A, what was it? 
oh, I don't even remember. I think it was a PreSonus. Audio box. Something. something. I couldn't even tell you. It was a, just a two channel. It was like dusty blue. That's like all I can remember about it. And gray. And that was it, the name of the record, Dusty Blue? <laughs> yeah. It, and I mean, it had been in the studio for like a long time too. Like it was old at the time. And that was probably, I think my first engineering credit was 2015. So it, it was a very old box. Yeah. And like, I don't know, that's on a record somewhere. I'm, I, don't even, I, maybe, I don't even know if I should say what record it's on. <laughs> or people are going to go listen and be like, well, of course it's that one. That one sounds like trash because Kobe <laughs> engineered it on stupid interface but <laughs> everyone's got a first record they worked on right <laughs> <laughs> but it's out there and it, it it was a yeah it was a good record i think so <laughs> yeah. yeah i think um yeah i'm i mean despite me getting lots of things right now like i'm not i'm not i'm not looking for the like most pristine or um expensive things right now like i said like i have a rather inexpensive collection of mics um my interfaces are definitely not like Universal Audio Apollos. All I have is like that UAC eight at home that mm-hmm. I keep at home, and then like um, the Zoom UAC two and the Scarlet two i two, which are like interfaces that cost under a couple hundred dollars each, which I might use for like taking on the road. But even then, I might not even use them because, like, I have my bag um, full of mobile recorders, like the Zoom H6 that I use for podcasting, which is also, like, pretty good for, like, just recording music, yeah. you know? So, and, you know, they're they're not exactly consumer level, but more, like, prosumer level. Yeah. So, like, they're, they're nice enough that, like, they're not pieces of shit. Right. <laughs> but, like, they're... But they're not going to break the bank and they're, they get the job done, you know? Yeah, I, I think that's, I mean, that's huge, though. And, like, even in, like, record label releases, there are there's, like, $100 interfaces and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I think, I don't know, we get so caught up in, like, for something to be professional, it has to be done on, quote-unquote, professional gear. Yeah. But it's, like, in a real professional setting, Half the time, even. You have to be it's... touching the knobs with Rupert Neve's hand. <laughs> right. His severed <Yeah>. hand. <laughs> Which I think he oh. just died recently. So. He did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dig up Rupert Neve. <laughs> just uses, trying to weaken that Bernie's him to, oh. to work on the constant. I don't know. <laughs> no, but yeah, because like, even like with the instruments I get, because um, when I, before I got, so I got the triple O first, right? In this um, saga about getting Martin guitars, I got the triple O first. It only cost me like 400 bucks off this off Craigslist. I'm like, yeah, this is nice, whatever. And I thought it was good. But but then there was the – I'm not really sure about how I feel about the triple O, right? So I, like, I was like, definitely Dreadnought Cutaway. So I went and got a used DCPA4 off Guitar Center. And when it came in, I was like, I mean, I guess this is good. They said it was in great condition. And then I talked it to my guy. It was like, yeah, I don't think they stored this right. Because, mm-hmm. like, the the the, um, the space behind the bridge was kind of rising a bit. And sooner or later, it was, it was going to pull, mm. right? So I'm like, yeah. I mean, because, like, when people think about getting guitars, it's going to be, like, it's going to be, like, all solid wood. 
and it's going to be really old because age helps the tone. Yep. But I was like, yeah, I don't really care that much, though. So it's I'm just still work. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to get, and this one cost $1,000. Jeez. Yeah. Right. So I returned that. And then I decided I'm just going to get like the lower tier, like the next best thing that's not like a backpacker guitar or a Lil Martin, you know? So I got the DCX2E, which is like <clears throat> the cheapest kind of the lowest tier of people will be impressed it's a Martin guitar. So it's the like the work it's like the they describe it as like the the working guitar working class kind of mm. <laughs> working class the the working guitar right yeah. like the like people like the one so then the reason I did is because if it I don't want to spend all that much but also I don't have to be too precious about it right right and it's not like I'm playing Neil Young's D45 yeah and I'm like going to at at some point I'm going to be so nervous playing it I'm not even going to play it right so in fact, I scuffed it the other day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's definitely mine now. But so it only costs like $700, $800. And like, sure, the only part of it that's solid wood is the top part. But that's the one that matters. That's yeah. the part that matters. And the rest of it's laminate. But like, it feels good. The neck's perfect. <laughs> and I can it, 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 I can play it. I, I can play it. And it sounds like what I wanted to sound like. Yeah. Right? So... Honestly, like I've been surprised, especially with acoustics, I've been surprised. So I, I have a Martin and my wife has a Martin and hers, like it was something she, she like teaches a guitar class at uh, Cromwell high school. And she just wanted like a guitar to play around on and and stuff like that. And we got it. It was, I think it was 400 bucks and mine. I bought uh, a while back. It it was, yeah, not top, top tier, but like around a thousand, thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah. And Honestly, I like hers. I think hers sounds better. <laughs> I really, truly do. Like yeah. I've recorded more on her guitar that's less than half the price than I have on mine because it just <laughs> genuinely sounds better. <laughs> so I don't know. It's kind of weird with like all that price. Hey, honey, you want to trade guitars? Like, I, I mean, yeah, they both hang in my studio. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like you're 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 gonna start like a. Uh, a project with your wife you're gonna be the next white stripes or something like that yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah she would not want to do that (laughs) and then you get divorced in the middle of it no (laughs) (laughs) but then you're still together as a band yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's so weird (laughs) no but yeah it's because um i mean like even the i don't know maybe you could say the mandolin and banjo i got are kind of expensive but that's because i wanted pickups on them mm-hmm. now everything i have has electronics on them yeah now you, you can plug them in <laughs> oh yeah yeah you need you need the option for a di signal um <laughs> but so i mean i guess i'm guys i'm almost done i just need to get the travel guitar that's it yep and then sell the other ones which by the <laughs> way i have more cases than i have guitars well then you gotta fill the cases right yeah but but, <laughs> but now but also like now that I'm getting more things, I have there a lot of a lot of things I'm getting more lately are coming with cases, so I get more cases. <laughs> and I've been smashing guitars. <laughs> so and a lot of those I had cases come with them. You just got now you gotta smash the cases <laughs> to make it a full spectacle. You're so mad that you smash the guitar and then you run backstage and you get the case. You smash that too. <laughs> 
don't know. These are like decent cases. <laughs> because like, um, I think um, I have like when I first, when I got my fir- very first, first guitar, I got like a soft case that came with it. And then like maybe a couple of weeks later, I went back to that record store and got the hard case that was there that I just didn't have the money for back then. Mm-hmm. I was like, nice. Now, and then for my very first guitar, I had two cases and the one guitar. And then, like, I got another acoustic guitar, which was a Epiphone Hummingbird Pro, which came with a case, a Roadrunner, a nice Roadrunner case. Um, I was like, okay. And then I got a telly. I'm like, well, I need one for the telly. So I got one for the telly. And then I got an actual Epiphone case for the Hummingbird. So you can almost say, like, I got two cases for one guitar again. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got the Dot, which came with a case that's, like, molded for it perfectly. And then I got the Martin that came with its own gig bag, which is a pretty nice gig bag, right? And then I got a gig bag for my bass. Mm. And then banjo, mandolin, I got gig bags for those. And this recent ukulele came with its own gig bag. So I'm running out of space in my closet. Yeah. <laughs> and I just reorganized my closet to try to fit everything. It's still not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, we've got we have a closet like in my studio that's the same thing. It's just filled with cases for yeah. things. You got to have the hard cases though. Like I don't know. I even my first my first Squire guitar that I was talking about before, like I ha- I bought a hard case for it because yeah. I bought that guitar in middle school. <laughs> 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 and my first show ever with my middle school band was our middle school talent show, obviously, because it's <clears throat> middle school. Yeah. And we were like rehearsing once in the our cafetorium. Yeah. <laughs> and they had like risers in front of the stage for mm-hmm. like the choirs and stuff like yeah. that. And I had my guitar, which was pretty new at the time, in it's like just like the gig bag. Right. And I was gonna step off the stage onto the riser and my foot went between the riser and the stage into nothingness. <laughs> and I fell face first down. I'm surprised I didn't like break my kneecap or something like that. Like I, like I fell face first onto the riser on top of my guitar <laughs> and it, it cracked one of the, the knobs and bent the pickup selector oh. switch on it, which I mean, I just bent back. So if you're the person who bought my guitar, sorry, I didn't like tell you that like I <laughs> fell on this thing and it's, probably internally messed up from yeah. that pickup yeah. switch selector but <laughs> but yeah like since then i i've always been like paranoid about the cases because i was like it was in the case and just, I'm still... just, just be like cory wong keep it in fourth position the whole time <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I it it was i forget what it was stuck in but it was stuck in something for a while and I had oh to, wow like... <laughs> i think um every i think most everything i've owned has like some blemish from me like yeah. um the well, some of them have been smashed by me, so <laughs> but like say my hummingbird pro it's um it's got a little uh scuff or not scuff you can see wood past mm. I broke past the finish and you can see wood on the headstock just because I was being dumb and like hit it on something, but also like I once tried to adjust the machine heads by using a nut driver because it looked like. Um, the the washers or whatever, the bolts on the machine head could could be like tightened to go lower, so I have more room for like string windings. Mm. I'm like, okay, 
And then it turns out it was already low enough. It was already <laughs> low, the lowest it could go. And I just used a nut driver to drive um, <laughs> like a little dent into my low E machine head. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not doing yeah. I guess. So there's that. But also um, that hummingbird is like the worst thing to try to put a strap on because the – so the end pin is also the input jack. Oh, okay. Yeah, right? yeah. It's right in the middle of it. Yeah. So – but because for some reason, however Epiphone decided to manufacture this, you can't really fit the end of a strap on it. That I that All the guitars that I've ever seen that had that were like that. Yeah. It's like – you'll you'll be playing i mean the cable will hold the strap on yeah but if you have it without the cable in it yeah the strap will just pop off yeah <laughs> and so like i found like the this um this company not even a company it's just a couple of people in like colorado who make what they call strap keepers mm-hmm. that you um <clears throat> string through the hole on a strap and then it will and then you have little bits and you uh put it onto the input jack slash end pin to hold it in place because they'll, they'll be made to fit, like, say, a Hummingbird Pro, right? Yeah. And it worked, sort of. But then, like, I couldn't... Because the the input jack is so shallow or, like, the ring, the washer, whatever, around it is so shallow, you can't really get everything on... You can't push everything down to secure it. Mm. So I decided to unscrew the thing off and put it in backwards so that... It, like, has some space between itself and the body of the guitar so you can put the thing on. Gotcha, yeah. And it worked. Oh. But <laughs> after a while, um, the um, – you like, just using the guitar and, like, having the uh, thing move around a lot in a circular fashion because that's where it is, I think it, like, made – it ground – it grinded – the hole where the input jack is a little bit, bit wider, so now it's kind of loose. Mm. So now that's happened. <laughs> you can't win. I can't win. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I'm moving to Martin, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if, if you have a shorter scale length. <laughs> Go with my Martin. I was, yeah. I mean, the strap, I feel like there's never been a, a good strap solution that I've ever had like we used to i used to use those like the metal like strap lock things Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um and my buddy nick who would smash guitars i remember he was he 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 would throw his guitars guitars around all over the place he was trying to flip his guitar and his strap lock unhooked and his guitar just flew off of his body (laughs) and i it it was okay i don't remember it it was okay the guitar it it was okay like they didn't break the guitar I don't think i don't remember it, it being a problem i just remember being in the middle of the show and you're like, <laughs> like the, the guitar hitting the ground and yeah guys, strap we just, got, just it, fly it, off guys it's good it just got tuned up again <laughs> <laughs> that was that was high school i mean yeah. it was pretty terrible anyways <laughs> i mean thankfully i haven't i haven't actually like got i've never i've never actually played a gig where i've never actually played a gig so I've never, <laughs> I've never had a, be in an environment where like it's so it can be so volatile, and like well, it's only volatile if you're stupid with your. <laughs> not not that Nick was stupid. I'm sorry, Nick. You're sorry, not, Nick. You're not if you're stupid. listening. 
I'm just saying, like... You're definitely going to share this with Nick, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just like, I mean, he would would go hard. (laughs) Which is good. That's what you want to do in a rock band. The gig's not worth it unless you're bleeding on your guitar, guys. (laughs) Or the guitar's bleeding on you. Yeah, I was never. I was. I never went that hard <laughs> at any of the gigs. I was more reserved, which is why I don't play in rock guess, bands anymore. I, me neither. But actually, I, I think last week I was busking and I was playing my acoustic guitar in the hot sun, and I don't think I took the plastic off my pickguard yet. Mm. I have a guitar that still has the yeah. plastic. Yeah, and so pickguard. I was a lot. Of, a lot of times, my pinky was hitting the pickguard, but because the plastic was still on and it was hot. I ended up get uh, getting some skin oh, knocked geez. off. <laughs> like a blister from the... Well, like a good chunk of skin came off. Oh, God. Like you could see the the layer of skin that looks kind of red. Yeah. Right? I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, I, so, of course, like after that day, I went home and took the plastic off my pick card. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like put a Band-Aid on. <laughs> I had a Strat that had the plastic on the pick guard for probably more than 10 years like worn through oh yeah and i just like i don't i just never took it off i don't i don't know yeah <laughs> it looked kind of rock and roll when it was like literally shredded yeah <laughs> shredded <laughs> i only shred on the shredded ones <laughs> yep i think um oh when i i remember once when i uh when i first got my p base it had all the plastic on it like even You'd have to, like, get the knobs off mm-hmm. so that you could get the rest of the plastic off because yeah. it was, like, that wrapped, I guess you could say. Well, that's why I was always scared to – I never pulled the plastic off because I was like, I don't want to – it doesn't feel like the knobs are going to come off yeah. easy. So I was just like, whatever, I'll just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that I think even the – I think I might have even had to, like, do something with the pick guard on the P-Base because they just wrapped it like a piece of ham. And like, it's like everywhere. <laughs> just, I'm like, like, where else is there plastic that I don't know about? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and, um, oh, I think, oh, one other thing that's like moving towards me, like getting, it's getting there, right? I put flat wounds on my base. So now that's, I have flat ones. Nice. Now I can play funk. Oh, yeah. Or more authentic, or more authentic funk. Yeah. Try to be James Jamerson. <laughs> <clears throat> but, um, yeah. Uh, what, else are, what else are we going to talk about? I don't know. It's your show. It I, I'm, I'm it here to talk about whatever. You're only here to engineer the session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so far... It looks oh. like we're recording something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're not, we'll have to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> and that, this could be like, um, I ha- so I had um, this, I did this session right before everyone got sent home for the pandemic where I did it with a friend of mine and I just did, I just engineered it poorly. So we couldn't release it because it was shit. And so we, so after, not a bit after that, we decided to do another one where we reviewed the first session because no one will have heard it, right? And that and that took even longer. 
than the original episode, which was already kind of long, a couple hours long, right? And then after we were done with that, which took even longer, we decided the quote-unquote having normal conversation. <laughs> and But also we joked that like this next, the, the one we were doing had to be twice as long as the first one, right? <laughs> so we did a four-hour long thing. Jeez. If we, if, so if, if it turns out um, this, that, that um, we can't, we don't know if we recorded this right. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you want to do like a? I mean, I guess we're heading up on like, I don't know. I mean, you're the one looking at the thing, but uh, how long are we going right now? Uh, like a little over an hour, I think. Okay. So do you? <laughs> whenever we end this, if we if it turns out this went poorly, would you want to do another one? Marathon episode. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty four hour. <laughs> episode (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) that would be i mean that would be the test of this recording rig right okay that'll be all right we've got i have uh 28 hours left on the sd card (laughs) 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 just like it'll record us sleeping yeah (laughs) which Or it can turn into like a weird variety show. Yeah. Where like we'll do skits or like. Um, oh my god, that would get it would get so weird after. <laughs> I feel like after the ten hour point, you just don't you don't even know. And then the rest what. of it's just Revolution Nine, and. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, like if we if it does turn out like we didn't do this right, would you want would you want to do like one that's like a couple hours plus? Sure. I'm down. All right, cool. We would just talk about nothing. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then like 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 the four hour long one, we'll take a bathroom break in the middle. And <laughs> uh, uh, I think last time last time we said we wanted to talk about what did we say? We, there was something we said we wanted to talk about at the end. I don't remember <clears throat> what it was. I think well, what? In the last episode, at the end, I feel like we said there was something that we didn't hit that we wanted to talk about, but I forget what it what was. What was it? Um, uh, was it something? Was it like meeting your friend Jake? Or I don't know. Or was it? Could um, have been. Jake's not here, so well, we yeah, can't no, do he's that. not. He's not <laughs> which, by the way, I don't think he ever got back to me. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> or I think. You were supposed. I think you were supposed to like get him to get back to me. Or, uh, yeah. I mean, sometimes he doesn't get back to me too. <laughs> he's a, he's. I mean, he's a legitimately like busy guy though. He's okay. he does projects like crazy. All right. And he he wasn't doing as much because his studio was like closed during the pandemic. Yeah. But now he's he's super busy. He's right. actually shout out Jake Mannix has been having like a lot of success um, with a couple artists like Johnny Two Phones. Um, who it like I mean they've got they put out a couple songs now that are like just racking up millions and millions and millions of streams so uh, cool. they're like killing it right now alright cool <laughs> shout out to Jake yeah which um, hopefully he, I can get him on the show yeah <laughs> um, and I don't know is is Albany that far away it's uh, he's he's outside of Albany he's in Saratoga Springs I want to say okay but uh, yeah up in that area I think it's like two and a half three hours something like that because i think cause just the other day i went to um north attleboro massachusetts mm. to podcast a friend of mine who actually graduated from the guitar program here and i mean like it was like uh two and a some two and a something yeah two, two hours and change to get <laughs> there which 
I mean, I guess I've done it now. So like maybe maybe driving to near Albany, the podcast Jake wouldn't be that. It's not too far fetched. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, we I had a podcast with him for a full year, and we never we only did one episode in the same location the whole time. It was all Zoom for the the whole podcast. What, which was which one was the one where you were actually in person? Uh, we did. I think it was episode twelve. Um, we did with, uh, a buddy, um, who has a studio up in, also in upstate New York, kind of out, out that way, um, where we did it. And it, his, he, he has like a really nice studio, Skyfall studio. If you're in that area and you need a studio, like look up Skyfall studio. It is sick. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping it's just, it just has like portraits of Adele all over the place. <laughs> yeah. It, it. Like, I don't even know how he ended up with this because he didn't build it, I don't think. Or at least most of it he didn't build. Um, but he, he just bought this. It Like, from the outside, it just looks like a house out in the middle of nowhere. It's in, like, a field. Oh, okay. Um, oh. Yeah. Okay. It's like, it looks like a farmhouse. <clears throat> and it just has this incredible studio inside of it. It's awesome. <laughs> it's like Paul McCartney's studio that's in the, uh, what's called, like, Hog Mill Hill in Sussex. Yes, I think I've I've seen I feel like I've seen pictures yeah. of that. Or like um I remember I think um Death Cab for Cutie recorded their album Plans in Massachusetts and just like in the middle of nowhere that was like farmland. Mm. Or even um I think Swans. They recorded somewhere in Texas that was that's literally like I think it is a functioning farm that also happens of recording recording studio on the grounds yeah so i mean there's something to be said for that i think like musically to be away from everything you know and like especially like that type of music that lends itself well to being in a a naturey sort of environment i suppose more more so than like i don't know i guess anything could benefit from that i think um I don't know. I, uh, all the studios that I've really ever worked in have been in a really urban environment. Yeah. And I know that like, even for myself to like go there every day and be like in a studio for like 16 hours a day, six days a week or whatever was hard. And then you'd, you'd, you'd be making a metal record and you'd be thinking about like, Oh, I'd really like to like go on a hike yeah, or something, you know? And I would like go out to, um, like Bear Mountain in New York and just to like be outside. So like to have a studio in a sort of naturey out in the middle of nowhere environment, I feel like would be a a good thing creatively for a lot of people at least. Yeah. And it's also like, it would be, um, an almost like ironic convergence of a minimalist and sort of maximalist lifestyle. Yeah. Cause when, when we think about like recording studios and people who are, into using gear um <laughs> it's always like more stuff yeah all the stuff need it uh but then like um you know the actor jason scott lee no he um he was just recently in the mulan movie okay live action movie but also he um he played bruce lee no relation in that biopic about his life mm, okay yeah i think i know who that is for a few years he was just like living on a farm in oh, hawaii yeah. With his wife. <laughs> yeah. Like maintaining the farm. I, that honestly sounds to live on a farm in Hawaii with a recording studio <laughs> is like, 
my ideal or like Colorado or something yeah. with a recording studio out in the middle of nowhere yeah. sounds incredible to me. That's like life goal. <laughs> I don't, that's never going to happen. I'm never going to move to Hawaii or Colorado, even though <clears throat> when my wife and I went on our honeymoon in uh, Hawaii, there was a brief conversation during that about moving to Hawaii, but, we, <laughs> but that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Cause so, so like you'll have, the one barn that's just a recording studio. Yeah. And then the other barn, that's the real barn where <laughs> where there's no electronics, nothing at all. Yeah. Just you tending to the cows. Yeah. <laughs> and like living like a farmer. Yeah. I know like nothing about farming. Zero. <laughs> but like that idea, <clears throat> I don't know. That sounds really appealing. What if to I me. told you it's a lot like engineering? <laughs> <laughs> I would believe you because I know nothing. <laughs> it's a lot... Guys, being a farmer is just it's just like recording. <laughs> There's probably parallels. <laughs> I have a bunch of uh relatives Harvesting who... is like exporting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a bunch of relatives who live in Oklahoma and run farms and I mean I've been there, but I, I don't know. Then you distribute <laughs> you you distribute the product yep. via distro kid. Yeah. <laughs> you just <laughs> Oh, the only thing you ever put out is the song Vegetables by the Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> a whole studio dedicated to recording just that song over and over. Yeah. In a bunch of different styles. Yeah. And then you <laughs> and then you distribute it digitally. <laughs> and also like play it for the farm animals, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or you, you use the farm animals for the uh, pet sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you, that's you, how they did it on pet sounds yeah, right yeah i think so you just you just make pet sounds over and over again and, and also whatever whichever record vegetables was off of i don't even know what record that's off. i of. think that was like it's not smile was it because that was that was the one that was uh, unreleased that was, yeah that was like the later release it might have been smiley smile then or whatever it was called uh, yeah, i don't know i, don't, I need to get brian wilson to uh, on here to, to, yeah. to hash this Clear this out. up. <laughs> hey, Brian. <laughs> I just I suppose, or I guess if I had Brian on, he would only, he, what do you, would, do you think he would wear cans? I don't know. Because he only has, he only has the one working year, right? Yeah. Is, is that a thing? Does he not like? I think, well, I know like when he would mix stuff, when he'd be in the studio like mixing stuff, he would mix it in mono because he only had one ear to work with. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know if that would be bothersome. I mean, like, it, I can't even imagine living like that, only having one working here. I can't either. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, this whole time you've been monitoring with have, with yeah. me in your left in your right channel, then you, you yourself in your left channel, right? Yes. It's, <laughs> but that requires two ears. <laughs> <laughs> this would not work if I only had one working ear. <laughs> like right, like I made. Ch- I, you made I we made sure that I'd be had I'd have my headphones on and then I'd be hearing ourselves summed to mono because I don't understand how anyone could hear um one channel in the left ear and another in the right ear and not go crazy. <laughs> I'm used to it now. In all the time that we've been going. Okay. I've gotten used to it. I haven't I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> It is hot in here, though. Yeah. I will say I, the even, AC in this building is, has been broken for like three days. Do really? You know yeah. Oh, I thought it was just. 
I mean, I don't come here that often. At least I not. guess a, a circuit blew or something. Because we've had, I, I don't know if it was a thunderstorm or what, but like we've been having so many, like almost daily, pretty intense thunderstorms. So it wouldn't surprise me if that's what it was. I don't know exactly what caused it, but some circuit blew and <clears throat> it's been it's been kind of toasty. <laughs> well, I mean, like the rest, when I walked in, the rest of the building fell fine. Yeah. And but then, I mean, like this, we have our own special like HVAC system in here. Oh. So it's a little bit more isolated. <clears throat> so. I mean, we could open a window or something, but like it, the temperature in this studio space is always like a little bit different than, okay. The, it's always like a little bit more, I don't know, in the winter it's colder and in the summer it's warmer. <laughs> okay. Cause when I did like walk into the studio and I felt it get warmer, I'm like, oh, okay, there's just the, the, the studio. I mean, there's lots of like gear running yeah. in the studio. It's so, like, that's why it's hotter, right? Yeah. And then, I mean, it probably is why it's. Yeah. But, <laughs> And but now, now you're telling me that like it doesn't have to be like this. No, no, <laughs> it's it's normal. I usually keep this room quite a bit cooler. I'm, I'd be curious to look at the thermostat and what it is, but normally I keep this room at like 68. Guys, a few times my headphones almost fell off, and I've been looking like they're they are they're soaked. <laughs> Which is why now I tend not to use headphones when I'm recording podcasts. Yeah, but also because like. If we're sitting like a couple of feet away from each other, I'm pretty sure we don't need to. I don't need to monitor. That's true. Why are we wearing headphones? <laughs> Carl, you had about. <laughs> it's I don't know. It makes me feel cool. Like I'm well, I'm a real podcaster. Yeah. I'm I mean, like headphones. I started. I started when I first started. I was using headphones for monitoring because that made it feel real. Yeah. <laughs> right. But now I just don't because it's makes me more sweaty. And also, I, I trust my, I know my equipment well enough to know, like, just to, to, to work it, right? So I don't need to monitor. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think maybe that's it. Maybe that's why I felt the need. This is the first time with this recording rig. If, as long as I'm hearing something in the headphones, we're probably good. Yeah. Guys, I'm taking mine <laughs> off. Go for it. Yeah. I'll take one ear <clears throat> off. Guys, you might have. I, no, I don't. I like both on. <laughs> Given the gain settings on this microphone, you might have just heard me cracking my neck. <laughs> I didn't hear it. I had my, I took my headphones off at the time, though. So it'll be a surprise for anybody who's listening. Or a surprise for me. You have when, to let us know. Or a surprise for me when I'm editing this. <laughs> <clears throat> but also, I think um, having headphones on also like changes how I would be projecting my voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, in fact, I kind of wish I didn't have them on because I could feel myself like... <clears throat> um, speaking the way I'm speaking was like catered to how I hear myself in the headphones. Yeah. So I feel like I, I had a subpar performance this episode. <laughs> I mean, it, the, like there is definitely something to that in headphones and how it changes, like the way, <clears throat> especially as like a vocalist, how you perceive what's going on, like or a podcast vocalist. Well, yeah, but I mean, like sa- same kind of idea, like yeah. As a, a singer in a studio, like how the headphones are dialed in is like huge. So I can totally see how as like in a podcast <clears throat> setting that would do the same. So we definitely thing. have to redo this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that, it'll be us trying. Imagine us trying to recreate the Mac Nugget moment. <laughs> but, but like we're trying, I guess we're trying to act it out. Yeah. As if like it hasn't already happened. <laughs> Or I get, or I suppose we'd be reviewing the moment we yeah. did it, right? <laughs> if we decided to do this again, if we decided shit, and then we have to do this again, that stand is giving you trouble now. I know, though. right? This is I've. I was hoping this would be like not as, not as cumbersome. Like, 
I remember back when we did the first episode, I was at home and like my stand is like, okay, it def- it holds up when I want it to. Yeah. But it's just a matter of, um, I'm always adjusting it based on like how I'm moving in my chair. Well, but now that it's, that stand is sagging, I can yeah. visibly see it. I know. Down. Yeah. And um, people listening will probably hear the low frequency rumble of me adjusting it and, <laughs> uh, every few minutes. We can, get, we can get you another one, too, if we want to. Well, I mean, we're almost done. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we got to redo it. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I'll meet you tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, uh, I mean, like, I'm at, I mean, I, if, it, if it does sound like. If if I do listen back to these files and it sounds not great, uh, I guess I, I will. Ha- I mean, you you said you'd be down for it, right? Yeah, Redo- I'm, I'm to, down for it. To, re- to redo it, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think I mean I, I don't think it's going to be that bad. So no, I don't think so. Uh, sounds good in my headphones. Yeah, right I know, right? Now. Well, and also you're the, as we said before, you are the professional, an actual professional engineer. Yes, which means and literally nothing. You <laughs> <laughs> and I. And actually, we just got these in the cinema department to use for. I'm gonna be a teaching assistant for an audio class. Nice in the fall. Cool. And we just got these. And I imagine you have more experience using these these uh, sound devices, Mixpre threes, than I do. I have some experience using them, but again, I mean, we're using this setup that I have right now for the first time today ever. I mean, but you have used these for like other the recording live gigs, right? Are you? Yeah, we used the previous version of them, which actually was a little bit different. It was I was surprised when I like powered these on today. This is the the uh, Mark II version of it. Yeah, um, which they're called the Mix Pre Three Twos. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Mix Pre Three Roman Numeral Two, because that's not confusing. <laughs> mix Pre Three Arabic Numeral. Th- wait, ec- Mix Pre Sound Devices Mix. This this podcast is brought to you by Sound Devices and the Mix Pre Arabic numeral three, Roman numeral two in lowercase, <laughs> which means it's a minor two chord. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Mix Pre three minor two. <laughs> I I want wait I want them to the next one the next generation of the Mix Pre's will be <laughs> Mix Pre's two five. And then the next one would be Mix Freeze 3251. <laughs> Catering to musicians. Jazz cats will get this. <laughs> we have, I, I'm going to call up sound devices and suggest that. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, who the fuck is this kid? And, and why does he have the best idea ever? <laughs> While you're at it, you should call up Apple. Yeah. Just it's back and dug in. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> like we are, but we already have a name for it. Just call it Mac Nugget. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like those would sell. <laughs> or I'll start up a subreddit called Mac Nugget. It'll just, it'll literally just be photo people posting photos of their Mac Minis, but we call them <laughs> Mac Nuggets. And then, and then, like I get. Oh wait. Or make it be like, um, so uh, are you familiar with the forum Reddit? Yeah. Okay, so you know how um, r slash trees is not actually trees, but like photos of marijuana? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that, but yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> that makes sense. And then r slash marijuana enthusiast is actually just pictures of trees. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> or like r slash uh, potato salad is just photos of John Cena. <laughs> 
but but Reddit's then, weird. <laughs> but I then, don't fully understand Reddit. But but then r slash John Cena just photos of potato salad. <laughs> I'm gonna like I'll start up subreddits where it's like um r slash Mac Mini and it's all like McDonald's McNuggets, <laughs> right. and then McNugget r slash McNuggets is just Mac Minis. <laughs> Now we catch on. Yeah, you heard, you heard it here. For I yes. mean, this won't come out for a while, so I can I can get started on this. So and maybe then, you didn't hear it here first. Yeah, you might have seen it first because I will have done it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's got to be the goal. That has to happen by the time the episode comes oh, I'm, out. I'm starting it today, guys. <laughs> I already have one subreddit that some subreddit that I run. Now it's going to be three, <laughs> unless well. Actually, maybe maybe one of these already exists, and I have to like ask to be a mod. Like, I bet I bet R slash McNuggets is already a thing. Probably, yeah. I can't imagine that. Like, that's I don't know. I feel like that would be a thing. And, and watch when I get home today, I'm gonna check. And it turns out Mac R slash Mac Minis and R slash McNuggets are both things. Yeah. And then I have to like have to ask the mods for both subreddits. Be like, hey guys, <laughs> I got an idea, and like try to get them on board with it. And then like. It, it might not work. I hope it's not already a thing. I hope you don't go to r slash McNuggets and it's already Mac Minis. That would make me sad. There's no way. Well, I mean, at least at the very least, I can say, like, I came up with it independently. True. And, like, it just came up while we were talking. Yeah. Completely by accident. But, also, but like, in fact, this could be, I could document this whole saga of me, like, finding out they're both already things. But, like, I want them to be, like, the whole, it's the other thing, though. Yeah. On the sub, on the actual subreddits. So, like, I could, I could, like, blog about me trying to convince the moderators of both subreddits to be like, guys, <laughs> hear me out. Mac Nuggets. <laughs> 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 and then everyone's like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, do, and then there'll be, like, one guy who's like, no way. Yes. <laughs> guys, we got to do No. It's like, it's just... Like, it's all this for one joke? No. I'm like, but then me, I'm like, yeah, but guys, all this for one joke? What? Yeah. That's half my life. <laughs> Doing all this for the one joke. <laughs> like, this is Reddit. <laughs> Isn't this what we do? It's what it's for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Uh, what were we talking about before? I have no idea. <laughs> Wait, have, have you had compressors? Do these have compressors? Uh, they do. They're not on. Okay, cool. It has um, a limiter. Okay. Is, is the limiter on? It is, but only, yeah, just to prevent. Okay, cool. Okay, so that's, that's cool. Because <laughs> I remember, because I, um, for the first, long, for the longest stretch of time, when I first started doing the podcast, I didn't use any compressors or limiters when I was recording. Mm. And that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I never use it while recording, but always afterwards. Okay. Except for the limiter. I mean, the <clears throat> limiter is just built into the mix prees. One of the things I love about the mix prees, yeah. you just don't, I mean, you don't want to slam them, but like, no, no, if no. something clips in a concert, like, you're okay, right? Because yeah. it won't clip. <laughs> yeah, I think, and those have analog yeah. limiters, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of digital? Yeah. Nice. Guys, next, next, watch. Next time you see me, I'll have one of these. Or I'm. I mean, honestly, I've been thinking about getting one for myself just because, like, they're rugged. Yeah. They're so easy, and like, 
they're and they've got like a backup. It's, yeah, it's always and I have to learn to I have to learn to use one for his class in the fall. Yeah, just so I can show other people how to use them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you've already got like multiple mobile small mobile recorders and stuff too. Yeah, like, so, um, like I have the H six, the H four and Pro, and also like the some field recorders that are like lav mics, the F one and the F two. Yeah, and also. Um, I got this thing I definitely don't need, which is, um, the Zoom ECM6, which, um, so you know how on the H6 and a bunch of other ones, they have, they have a slot to put on the, these proprietary Zoom mic capsules? Yes. Yep. This, the Zoom ECM6 is an extender for that, that can go up to like six, ten, six feet. Mm. Oh, I didn't, I've never seen that. I don't need it, <laughs> yeah. but I got it <laughs> because I was well. like, why not? Because I have a hundred dollars to spend. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most dangerous thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and now I'm, uh, I, and the thing is, I'm such like a Zoom fanboy that uh, chances are next time you see me, I'm going to have the F8 or whatever, <laughs> especially since like I'm. Like I'm a filmmaker slash videographer, but also a musician who records stuff. Right. So it's like, I yeah, it's multifunctional, guys. That's why I got it. <laughs> it is. I mean, that's what these are for, right? The mix breeze. That's that's kind of like they're yeah, they're normally for video and yeah, they're marketed towards like <clears throat> uh, videographers and stuff. Yeah. And uh, guys, I just ordered a boom pole. Ooh, is gonna be cool. It has its own integrated XLR cable. Yeah, that like goes goes through it. Yeah, nice. It's gonna be nice. So, so that I could. Have you ever done that, like boom up, kind of thing? Not, no, I have not. Because most of the time when I'm using like a shotgun mic to record something, like I'm on camera. Yeah. So it's so no. Yeah, I always thought that looked like a like a really hard job, (laughs) thankless job. I know, right? Just like. I, I love all the techniques that people have. Like if you see like behind the scenes stuff from yeah. like people are like balancing a boom pole on their head, like <laughs> holding it, like leverage with one arm while yeah. it's balanced on their head. That might be like the one reason to convince me to like start working out. <laughs> if I become a boom up. <laughs> Cause like all, like anything I've done so far has just been me. So like there would be no, no practical way to boom myself like that. Not enough arms. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? And and even like I did a project last semester for one of my cinema classes where we were to recreate a scene from a movie, but I volunteered to be an actor. Uh, so and but then I was also the person running sound. <laughs> so we like got a stand to put the shotgun mic on. And it's like no one's I, I'm running sound <laughs> and I'm on camera. So yeah. like there's there's literally no one else there. So I have to keep like the recorder next to me but out of frame on a chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely a thing. Yeah. Doing everything yourself. I thought for a hot second during the pandemic that I was going to get real into video and then I did. <laughs> I saw you only posted like two or three things on the the self-signed artist channel oh yeah that i mean i was trying to figure out what i was gonna do and what the format would be and stuff like that and then i don't know i've gotten much more into like photography so with the camera that i bought like that's the thing i've been enjoying 
more is the photography okay. stuff. And I mean, I'm not, I'm an amateur photographer, definitely, but like, it's just been, that's been the most enjoyable part. Okay. Cause the one video that stands out in my mind that you put together for the self-signed artist channel, I thought it was really good. It's the one where oh, <laughs> the, uh, the just do one thing yeah. or something like that, where you like, apparently you shot a skit where it's like, <laughs> You're playing two different characters who are shaking hands and like talking to each other. Yeah, I like, played myself meeting myself, and at one point we shake hand. I shake hands with myself, <laughs> which was kind of the idea for the whole video. Like, yeah. how am I going to do it so that it's two right hands shaking? <laughs> and, I, and I'm not going to tell you how. I did it. <laughs> Guys, I'll, I'll figure it out and I'll post in the show. I'll post it in the show notes how we did it. Because. <laughs> <clears throat> oh no! Because when you like when we for, got first talking, you told me that you're not you don't know much of anything about video. Oh I, yeah, I don't. And then it, I think you might have made that video before we met. So, um, uh, I don't I don't know. It's probably right around the same yeah. time. So I'm like, he doesn't. What does this mean? He doesn't know anything about it. Well, I mean, maybe he's not the one editing this. But I why well, yeah. So I edited that, and it was mostly just like experimenting. Okay. Like that's that's how I go about trying to learn something. Is just like have an idea, pour a ton of time into just trying to like figure it out. Definitely yeah. not the most efficient way to do it, but no. like that's just how I learn how to do stuff. Cause like I'm, I guess I, I might know how to edit video. Okay. But like the rest of it in terms of like graphics or, um, special or like special effects and oh, like, yeah, yeah I'm like, I, I, like I know how to cut it. That's about it. So like the, you like I don't try to do anything flashy when I'm editing stuff. So the the flashiest thing I'm going to do is like a J cut, and, and which in itself is not. It's literally not visually flashy. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I'm like, cause, so when I saw it, I'm like, he doesn't. We he's he doesn't know anything about video. Look at this shit. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like the color is awful. Like a lot of the <clears throat> like the look of it is pretty bad, but. <laughs> But I had fun with the edit and like the concept, <clears throat> like the idea. Did that you was have, like the wait? Did you have anyone running camera while you're doing that? No, it's all all with a tripod. Oh, <laughs> yeah, which was part of like the hard part to make it interesting to have it like cut often enough without getting like confusing, like with the angles. And, so like, it's not like a Marvel movie, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> during a fight scene. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was all all uh, on a tripod by myself. <clears throat> well. Almost all by myself. Almost all hint, by yourself. Hint, with the handshake. Uh, <laughs> Wait, who? It's, my, it's my wife's hand <laughs> with, my, with my old watch, which is the same watch that I have. So it's, if you watch like that actual handshake, it's two hands with the same watch. Her hand is, uh, I think it's palm facing the camera. Yeah. So you just can't really tell. Like, it just looks like a hand. <laughs> But it has like the same watch. I mean, and from what I can tell, you and your wife have like the same build. So it's like <laughs> I, have, I have very skinny wrists, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, Guys, we he, did it, and we were. I was like, I'm just gonna try this and like see if it works, and we were like. Yeah. It kinda... Guys, I don't have to put it in the show notes now. He just told us. Yeah, I gave it up. <laughs> behind every behind every shot of a man shaking his own hand is his wife. <laughs> yep. Well, it was crazy, too, because, like, I basically just, like, walked down the street from my apartment, like, yeah. to do that. So it's, like, outside of um, 
our local like gym. Okay. <laughs> and just cause like there was nobody down there, the yeah. gym was closed for the pandemic and everything. So it was just like an empty parking lot where I wouldn't have to feel weird. Like pretending to talk to myself yeah. on camera. Yeah. <laughs> or asking anyone to step out of the shot. Yeah. That's true. That's, I mean, again, like, like just experimenting with editing and trying to figure it all out. I knew like, if there are people around, no way. <laughs> like people coming in and out of shots and like, no continuity or anything like yeah. that. There's no way I'd be able to handle that. <laughs> hey, Kobe, you want to start a video production company? No, <laughs> I, I I don't. I would run. <laughs> I would run most of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in in messing with all that stuff, like it was a lot of fun, but like, I I I wouldn't want to do. Oh, yeah. Do it like it's it's hard. Yeah, it's it not is. easy. <laughs> Guys, it's hard. People see like I, I gained a whole new appreciation for just everything movies even just like like youtube stuff in general that like people make stuff look really easy and it's just not no (laughs) you don't notice it unless it's bad exactly that's the thing yeah you don't you don't notice all the simple looking things that like a lot of a lot of time and thought has to go into and there were a ton of things that like when i was messing with that stuff i would shoot a bunch of stuff that would get cut or like that you have to redo and then I don't know. It's it's taking me too long to get this one shot, and like the sun is in a different place now, yeah. and it's like just so <laughs> many little things that just mess everything up. I know, right? <laughs> and then, along with my like fantasizing about building racks and stuff, I've also had the idea since not, since like I'm interested in filmmaking, but also like studio recording. Yeah, maybe event. Maybe sometime in my life, I would start like a production company. That's and then like have a building that has one half of its like a video production studio, mm. but then the other half is actually a recording studio that could also like I guess function for like ADR or something. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I feel like there there are some studios that have some sort of similar setup. There's one. Um, I'm blanking on the name of it, but there's one in Orange County in California that I know of um, that does some cool stuff like that. They have like a full like video production, like section of the facility and then a really nice uh, recording studio as well. Why am I blanking on the name? Can't think of it. Uh, And actually my friend that I was talking about um, who has Skyfall studio up in upstate New York, it's not like a separate part that does like video production, but he does like a a bunch of video stuff there because his studio looks really nice. Yeah. Um, I feel, I feel like there's a lot of like room right now for that. Like that, that would be a good thing to pursue. I think. Kobe, do you, do you want to be a partner in this venture? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Let's open a studio. You have any money that we can invest? (laughs) Cause I don't. Well, I just spent it all on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just spent it all on guitars and shit. Yeah. (laughs) I'm spending all my money on a house. Hopefully, and then, and then we have to build the tube screamer. Yeah. And, <laughs> so oh we we'll want to meet up in ten years and <laughs> right, <laughs> and then start this like uh, a, a video production slash recording studio venture. Yes. Well, what would we call it? Uh, Mac Nugget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mac Nugget Studios. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have to. <laughs> I 
thought I thought we were just gonna come up with like a weird like <laughs> mishmash of our names, but that you No, that's the only thing that's in my mind. That's been in my mind this whole time. Well yeah, we have to end it there then. Mac, <laughs> Mac Nugget Studios. <laughs> Coming to you in twenty forty two or whatever. <laughs> Mac Nugget Production. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. You That's heard it. You hear. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> look, look out for Mac Nugget Productions. Yep. From uh, what is your wait? What's your legal first name? Jacob. Okay. Uh, Believe it or not, the the uh, Ty Jacobian uh, venture known as Mac Nugget Productions. <laughs> well, we're starting to book now, so <laughs> hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to thank you for being on the show again, Kobe. Thank you. And for engineering fun. this session. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I pressed record. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to set up anything except fiddle with this mic stand that's I know, sagging yeah, the I whole gave, time. I gave you the bad mic stand, I guess. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, I've, uh, what a way to treat the guest. Uh, I'll give or, you the good one on the redo. Well, so. you're, I, you're the guest on my show, but I'm the guest in the, in the studio. In the, so we're both the guests. Yes. That's in a way. <laughs> We're both hosting and guesting at the same time. Wow. That's, wow. Yeah. (laughs) All right, uh, bye. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) Well, you press record, now you have to hit stop, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs)